dropping gems from Keisha Christian. She's on a mission, sharing information, knowledge for souls, body and mind. Dropping gems, KeishaGems.com. KeishaGems.com. Hello, hello, and greetings, everyone. Thank you for tuning into Dropping Gems. I am your holistic health and wellness educator, Keisha Christian, and I have to say, I am so excited to start this new season of Dropping Gems. I have missed you all so, so much, and I thank you for joining me today, um, this Sunday, from two to three on the Rewind Network and also um, those who are listening on iHeartRadio. Be sure to check out the show that comes prior to mine, um, Smooth Jazz with Greg Williams. He has an awesome show. He's a historian, musical historian, so wealth of knowledge and also great, great music. So you definitely wanna check his show out. Well, today on Dropping Gems, I'm gonna have a, my guest today his name is Clark Bozer he is a meditation teacher and also he'll be sharing with us some struggles that he has gone through and what he had to do in his life to overcome them so you want to stay tuned for that episode we had a really really good interview and he's just a a wealth of knowledge And also, you want to stay tuned as well for our weekly meditative moment. And as always, high vibrational music, feel-good music I like to play every week. So you stay tuned. Don't touch that dial because you are listening to Dropping Gems on the Rewind Radio Network, iHeartRadio. If you're seeking a midwinter getaway, look no further. The Rewind Radio Network has your back. Join us for A Weekend of Love Part 2 at two, the AC two. Hotel by Marriott National Harbor, Washington, D.C. area, Friday, March 10th through Sunday, March 12th, 2023. This is not your ordinary weekend getaway. We have the lights and we have the action. This will be a star-studded event. Experience a fashion show with returning and upcoming designers. Catch the Live all weekend long with the Rewind Radio Network DJs and special guests. On Saturday, we'll be hosting Hills and Brim's Pink and Gray themed day party with our DJs spinning the best in classic hip hop, R&B, and house music. All of this while enjoying the amenities and breakout sessions that will be available all weekend long. Developing artist concert lineup to be announced. It's all inclusive and just for you. All within our illustrious package. Weekend of Love, presented by the Rewind Radio Network. For booking information and rooming accommodations, contact Vanya Euros at 516-770-2196. Or get your tickets at Eventbrite. Vendors are also welcome. A Weekend of Love Part 2, brought to you by the Rewind Radio Network. The Rewind Radio Network, your home for urban classics and Gen X radio hits. Welcome back, everyone. And welcome to a meditative moment. As you know, this portion of the 
um, show is a time where I want you to take time for you, for you, for yourself. So right now, I want you to get comfortable if you're sitting in a chair. I want you to get comfortable in the chair. If you can, I want you to place your feet flat on the ground. Get yourself real grounded. I don't want you to necessarily clear your mind, but I just want you to be aware. Be aware of what's going on around you. And what I mean by that, feeling the air around you. Feeling the back of the chair, the seat underneath you if you are sitting or if you're laying down. The sensation of the fabric that might be beneath you. Just be aware of those things. A lot of times we go through life and we go through it unaware. So I want you to take the time to do that right now. Get comfortable. And as we begin, you could close your eyes if you wish or leave them open. It's up to you. Place your hands on your lap, open or upright, in a receiving position. And I want you to take a deep breath in with me. So right now, take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. As we take in our deep breaths, I want you to think about what you want to let go. So as we take in that deep breath and then we exhale out through the mouth, we are in an essence letting go of what no longer serves us in this moment. All right, so we're going to actually do that three more times. All right. So take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. In through your nose and out through your mouth. In through your nose and out through your mouth. And I want you to repeat after me. I am a powerful being. I am blessed. I am abundance. I am love. I am beauty. creator of my destiny. Right now, we're going to take 
another three deep breaths together. So breathe in through your nose and then out through your mouth. Once again, or two more times, yeah, actually. In through your nose, out through your mouth. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Last time, in through your nose, out through your mouth. If your eyes are closed, you can open them anytime that you are ready and return back to the room. Thank you for joining me with this meditative moment. We'll be right back. You are listening to Dropping Gems. Venice Richards, your pure romance consultant, inspires women to enhance their intimate lives and take care of their sexual health. Book your party today. Visit puromance.com slash Venice Richards or call 631-943-1868 for more information or to place an order. Welcome to Dropping Gems, an academy for holistic studies. Learn how to treat seasonal allergies and year-long allergies naturally with Keisha Christian. Her courses have helped parents, teachers, naturalists, and therapists reassess the way they handle allergy symptoms. Registration to our class is now open. Reserve your spot today. You can also become a certified holistic studies practitioner with us. Be empowered with knowledge and help us in spreading the positivity with the rest of the world. Visit www.droppinggemsacademy.com or email us at info at keishachristian.com. You're now tuned into the Rewind Radio Network, Rewind Radio. streaming live on iHeartRadio, the home of the E. Jones Show, featuring Sharonda. You want it throwbacks? <laughs> well, you've got it. Deja vu, tell you what I'm gonna do when they reminisce over you, my God. We give you throwbacks and much, much more. So make the switch. The Rewind Radio Network, streaming live on iHeartRadio. What's going on, everybody? This is Neo, and you are listening to your station for today's R&B and Old School. And I really want to see you happy. I really want to see you secure. Yeah. 
I would like to introduce our guest for today. His name is Clark Bozer. He was um, diagnosed with a life-threatening inflammatory muscle disease, polymitosis, in 2002. He spent a year in a wheelchair after being told he would never walk again. Through his determination and hard work, Clark regained his ability to walk and resumed some hobbies. I would like to welcome Clark to the show today. Well, thank you, Keisha. I'm honored to be here. Yes, and as you heard from the introduction I had for um, Clark, I know just like I am, I have to say, I don't know you, Clark, personally, but I just feel as I have to say this. I just like thank you that you're here with us and you're here to bless us and to bless the world, you know, with your uh, story and also how you just overcame so many obstacles health-wise and um, personally as well. So I just want to say thank you. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Um, you know, through this whole ordeal, I found that this is why I had to go through this and so I could share this with the world and, you know, give those people out there that might be going through something similar, some something to look at, some, you know, some sort of hope and uh, see that it's possible. Mm -hmm, definitely. So I'll get started with asking you um, some questions. So I know that you, we, I mentioned that you had um, inflammatory um, muscle disease called um, polymitosis. Can you explain to the audience exactly what that is? Okay, it's a uh, polymyositis. And what that is, it's an inflammatory muscle disease is triggered by some sort of autoimmune response in the body. It is very, very rare. Uh, most people that get it don't fit into my demographic. They're either like very young, like, mm -hmm. you know, two to three to four years old, or they're very old, like over 70 years old. And so this about 2001 is when I first started feeling the symptoms. And so the word itself, poly, meaning many, myositis is inflammation of the muscles. So it was like this serious inflammation going on uh, with my body, every muscle in my body. Now, what did that mean as far as my what I was feeling? Well, I was feeling a lot of pain. Mm. Um, I went through, a, I had a lot of myopathy. I was working very hard in the gym prior to that, uh, getting myself in the top physical um, fitness or you know, as physically fit as possible. I was trying to compete in a amateur Northwest bodybuilding championship. So I was training for that. Um, I was very active. I always played, you know, some sort of recreational sports, whether it be basketball, baseball, men's softball. And then it was just like one day just kind of came to an end because of this uh, weird disease. And at first we didn't know what it was. And mm -hmm. uh, it's a very scary thing to go through, especially when you start losing weight. I was losing weight at a rate of about five pounds per day. And, oh, wow. Uh, then I was losing my ability to walk. My gait was off. I kept tripping and falling. Then I noticed how weak I was getting. And I could just literally see myself shrinking in front of my own eyes every time I looked in the mirror. And, uh, you know, at first when I was, the first symptoms I actually felt was a lot of pain in my shoulders. And uh, I noticed when I was on the um, cardio bikes and the Stairmasters and stuff in the gym, that my heart rate was getting up where it used to be. It was struggling to, you know, beat around like, uh, you know, 45, 50 beats a minute. 
And uh, I think at that time I was actually at a conference for uh, my job at the time in San Diego, California. And uh, I came back, I went to a doctor and of course they uh, gave me some diagnosis of uh, bursitis, arthritis, uh, tendonitis and all that stuff going on. And so, um, you know, I, in the back of my mind, I knew it had to be a lot more complicated than that. I was scared and, you know, men, we don't want to know what's really wrong with us. We have a bad habit of that. So for all the folks out there, anytime something's going wrong. Life. Can you expound on that? Yeah, well, it's been a long journey because this uh, happened over 20 years ago. And at first, um, you know, while I was still a lot, you know, naive to how things really work as far as the universe and all that, I was mad at the world. You know, I was raised in the church and I'm like, God, how could you do this to me? You know, I just felt like it was the worst thing in the world to ever happen to me. I thought I was going to die. Uh, my children were very young. I think they were 10 and 4, respectively, my uh, daughter being the oldest and then my son. And, uh, you know, just to have everything that you're used to being able to do all of a sudden taken away from you, it's really hard on the ego. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I had to do is learn that there was much more to myself than the physical me. But this took a long time to learn. Um, yeah, besides trying to figure out what was going on, um, you know, I'm, in my mind, I'm going crazy. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm in my uh, well, late 30s at the time when it happened. I said, how am I going to, you know, support the family if I can't work? Luckily, people at my job donated enough of their time to tie me over until my disability kicked in. And so once that was taken care of, I was able to focus on trying to get better. So I had a good team of uh, doctors and stuff over at the uh, hospital I was going to who diagnosed me finally with the diagnosis of polymyositis. And when the doctor walked in and said, that's what I had, I'm like, well, what the hell is that? Because I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's so rare that I had a better chance of getting struck by lightning or hitting the lottery probably twice as far, you know, other than get, um, instead of getting this disease here. And uh, it was, like I said, the ego was the thing that really was the hardest to deal with because I was caught up in my physical appearance. You know, like I said, I was in the best shape of my life. Um, I was able to do things at my age that most people my age couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and just all of a sudden, that was like the worst thing in the world. And then for my um, little boy at the time to not be able to understand why he couldn't, you know, jump on me and climb on me. I know that was tough on him. Yeah. Uh, my daughter was a huge help because she was 10. So she had a little more understanding that something was wrong with dad. So she was pushing me in the house, around the house in a wheelchair. She started cooking at a very early age. So she'd always make me like uh, cookies and stuff to try to fatten me up because I lost a bunch of weight in this process. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a few years down the road after I started, uh, once I started getting the treatment and I actually started improving to the point where I could get up out the wheelchair, use a mobility device such as a walker or a cane to ambulate around, um, you know, that I felt like I started to gain a little bit of independence. I wasn't in a position to go back to work yet because, you know, I'm still falling down all the time. I still had a lot of medications I was taking at the time, and I still do have to take a lot of medications um, that just physically wear me out. And uh, also that stuff, it kind of keeps you in a brain fog too at times where you can't concentrate a lot of the times. 
-hmm. not to mention the fatigue and then the worry that you got coming in. But one day, somebody introduced me to a therapist who uh, introduced me to African spirituality and African-based psychology. Mm -hmm. This was all new to me because I didn't know there was such a thing as African-based psychology. And so uh, once the first question I remember he asked me was, uh, how well do you know yourself? And I thought this was a strange question. You know, I was no, like, oh, no, I'm whatever age I was at the time. I grew up in Portland, Oregon. He said, no, no. How much do you know about your inner self? How much do you know about your ancestry? How much do you know about your spirituality? I said, oh, I don't know anything about that because I was raised in the Episcopal Church. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so he gave me some guided meditations. I remember one of them was called uh, Pyramids of Power. Mm. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I can't remember the author's name, but that is a good one because it has a lot of positive affirmations. So that kind of changed my frequency, I like to say, the way I started approaching. And another thing he told me was um, there's, you need to learn how to stay in the present. And I heard people talk about that before. I was like, what exactly does that mean? He said, well, you can't do anything about the past because that's gone. The future hasn't occurred yet. So the only thing you're really in control of is the present. And at first it really didn't make any sense because you know, my whole life I've been taught to prepare myself for the future, right? And so, um, but what he meant by that was focus on the here and now. So I started doing that. You know, that's been a work in progress. This was probably 10 years ago when I first was introduced to that. Yeah, being present. And yeah. And so, uh, you know, I do these meditations. And my problem was at that time, I really didn't know how to meditate. You know, he was doing the best he could by giving me some guided meditations, you know, telling me that this is what our ancestors did. But, you know, when you think of meditation, what's the first thing that comes into your mind? You just think about being still and clearing your mind. That's whatever you want to think. Exactly. Thinks. Being still and clearing your mind. Okay. The mind has a million things going on in at one time, right? Mm -hmm. So it's impossible to actually clear your mind. And so I struggled with this. And a lot of times I was trying to sit down and listen to an hour guided meditation, which wasn't working. Uh, so I would be hit and miss with it. You know, I do it. I listen to those affirmations. I think that's about 26 minutes and then I feel good and go about my day until reality kicked in of the real world and how that's going on. So, uh, you know, it was a work in progress. Then one day I was going through Facebook and I saw an advertisement for to become a, a meditation teacher through the Radiant School, Sutra School of Meditation. Okay. And so I checked into it. And at first, I thought it was like, you know, one of those scams typically you see on social media. But then as I uh, got into it a little further, I saw a um, recommendation from Deepak Chopra. Mm -hmm. And I, the coincidence was I had just read The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. Yeah. Uh, probably like a week before I saw that advertisement. And one of the things that he stated in that book was to, you know, if you've experienced something like uh, had a devastating illness or survived a car crash or something like that, you're still here. You got to pay that good karma forward and start sharing that with the world. And so I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So I started putting stuff up on YouTube. Um, I started putting stuff up on Facebook. Um, 
yeah, I signed up for this meditation teacher training course, which was a 200 hour course. I completed that back in uh, October of last year. And so I'm now a certified instinctive meditation teacher. But the difference between the type of meditation that I practice and that I teach to people is instinctive meditation invites you to accept all of your parts. Okay, to not be ashamed of stuff in your past. And you call this instinctive? I'm sorry to cut you off, but you call this instinctive meditation? Yes, it okay. basically just means do what comes naturally. And this is created by Dr. Lauren Roche and uh, Camille Maureen, the style of meditation. And so um, the beauty of it is because meditation, when they first created it, or not when they first created it, but when the you know monks adopted it and started going into their... Uh, what do they call those places where the monks go? Uh, the theater, monastery. Uh, yeah, monastery or convent. Yeah. Well, for the nuns, yeah. So th they take this path of renunciation. You know, you take this vow of poverty, a vow of celibacy, and you, you kind of renounce everything that brings pleasure to you. Well, this instinctive meditation that I've uh, practiced and that I teach teaches you to find those things that really put you in that state of mind where you recall these good times and you just feel good. And so like one of the examples I like to use when I was a little kid and uh, it'd be a sunny day with some clouds in the sky, nice and warm, and you would lay in the grass and just mm -hmm. kind of gaze up at the clouds and all that and just daydream. And you start seeing all these shapes and stuff. That's a form of meditation. Yep. You don't think about that. Um, for women, uh, this is with uh, Camille Maureen, where she was uh, so instrumental in developing this because a lot of women like to move, you know, mm. dance about mm -hmm. rhythm. It's more natural. Even if you're meditating, you like to uh, inundate in your chair and stuff like that. And so, uh, and I would see women doing stuff like this when I go to the gym. I'd be like, what is she doing? Because you know? <laughs> it's the strangest workout I've ever seen. But they were just simply being. And this what this style of meditation teaches you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're gonna evoke some memories sometimes that are not so pleasant. But when that happens, you can't feel ashamed of yourself. You know, they might force you to cry. That's natural. Let it cry. You gotta let this stuff flow in and out. Because then, and only then, once you let that stuff flow and you let go of it, can you receive the blessings of our abundant universe. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because um, energy is just energy, or I should say emotion is just energy in motion. You know what exactly. I mean? So, you know, recognize it and then let it go. Yes. You know? So definitely, I know that's probably something you even teach in meditation and even talking about um, the dance. Well, I call it dance meditation. That's something because um, that you funny you mentioned that because that's the type of meditation I like. You know, okay. I'll put on music and start dancing, you know, and that's right. meditation for me because while I'm dancing, actually, my mind is clear and it makes me happy and I just feel good, you know, and it brings up those memories. So. Also, I get yeah. downloads too. On some, for some people, this works for me. I get my downloads at that time, so ideas will come to me. So, definitely, um, oh, okay, it's things that you probably um, even go into in your practice as a meditation teacher. So, I have a question um, to right. ask you yeah. as you sure. continued with this, um, as far as with your role with religion and spirituality, um, how more so did it play a role in? And um, you connecting too with um, 
your ancestors and also with your um the diagnosis that you were given okay so <clears throat> let me rewind back a little bit when i was first diagnosed i was still you know under the indoctrination of the you know man-made religions the christianity is what i was raised up and uh you know i believed in the power of prayer and apparently it worked because everybody that came to me <laughs> was praying for me because they saw how bad i was sitting or i was looking you know when i was sitting down in that wheelchair and i never forget the uh cable install guy came by to do some maintenance at the house and uh I never seen this guy in my life and he walked in with a big smile on his face he said brother i don't even know you but god told me you're not gonna die right away and i said huh okay and then uh, a couple days later i noticed i was able to do a few more things than i could do previously i was able to uh like lift my arms up higher than i could before because when i was in that chair if i was trying to put something in my mouth to eat i literally had to go like this and try to get it in there mm -hmm um you know drinking i was holding a glass like that i didn't have any strength in my hands and it was just bad so um you know i started you know i was doing a lot of praying and all that but something just still seemed a little bit missing you know and once i got introduced to the african spirituality it was like the great awakening mm -hmm. and uh i mean i think before i kind of just like go through the motions i mean i, I would go to church because my parents insisted that I go. Then my mom became a minister in the Episcopal Church, so I had to go. And I found myself up to my adult years going and being like, man, I really don't want to be here. I want to be out on the golf course. I want to be fishing or I want to be watching the football game today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> What's wrong with getting up first thing in the morning, listening to the birds and just breathing in that cool, clean air in the morning? You know, That's what did it for me. And so as I found that the, that's what meditation actually did. I started embracing it more and more. Mm -hmm. And once I got turned on to this um, instinctive meditation, I'm like, you know, music is my main thing. And so uh, when I DJ, I like to play a lot of uh, dance hall reggae, uh, roots reggae. I mean, there's some hip hop and stuff, but yeah. some of those, some of the instruments itself are tuned to that frequency that just gives mm -hmm. you that energy and I really just feel connected like a lot of the uh, Bob Marley music was recorded in 432 megahertz mm -hmm. and uh or is it gigahertz megahertz I think um, yeah it's megahertz yeah yeah and um it's just I really didn't know about the significance of that until I started kind of doing some research on my own and I found that was the music that I really enjoyed the most when I was in college I walk around back when I had the uh, who's I think a Walkman and everybody said back then, and mm -hmm. I'd always be listening to like Bob Marley or Steel Pulse or something like that, and it was just like I was in a whole different um, like realm, <laughs> you know, just outside of this physical presence. Yeah, and, uh, that's what once you really start figuring the meditation process out, because when I was first getting into it, I would catch glimpses for like a split second. Then I would spend like, you know, the rest of my meditation focusing on trying to get back to that vision I was having. <laughs> and it, you just can't, it just doesn't happen like that. You just kind of got to get yourself, um, you have to get, get your frequency adjusted to that frequency in order to receive it. It's like having a radio mm -hmm. and you want to hear what's on FM 101. But if you're way up here at 107 or down at 92, you're not going to hear it. 
because you're not on that right frequency. And so that was a difference what I picked up between religion and spirituality. Religion was adopted from spirituality, but a lot of the stuff that we, uh, that you, the lessons are taught were um, kind of like plagiarized from the original African spirituality from the Medjinetter to uh, advance the agenda of the colonizers. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and I, African-Americans have the hardest time, you know, you say that to them, it's like, what you say, boy, don't ever put down God's name. You know, I'm, I'm not getting down on anybody's religion because if it works for you, it works for you. It just didn't work for me like that. That's why I found my African spirituality more applicable to my situation. Yeah, definitely. And I have to agree with you that because you like, in a sense, um, we both have that in common where I've, I've spoken about um, what I've gone through as far as um, my uh, mental illness that I have gone through, depression, and how it has um, caused me, caused an awakening in me. And I feel as though sometimes um, a lot of people that I've met through this journey since I've started doing this, it's like something happens to you. You get some sort of illness or something life-changing happens and it kind of like opens up your eyes. You have an awakening. There's nothing right. wrong with um, if that's what anyone believes. They believe in Christianity and we all believe in different things. But um I would say that's something that we share. We had this awakening. Um, and when you talk about the music, even that too, because even talking about the music, it's um, really like my parents are from, well, I should say my mom's from Trinidad. So okay. soca music for me is, <sighs> it has to be that frequency. It's, and I always say it's the horns. If I hear music with horns and drums, uh -huh. That just like draws me. I just have to dance and move. You know, it's very meditative for me. And, and like you said, it brings you to another realm. That's what it does for me too. It's like I go somewhere else. It's something right. that's drawing me. And it definitely has to do with the frequency of the music per se, not just the music itself. It's that frequency that brings that out of me. And it's very healing as well. Yes, definitely. And, yes. Uh, you know, I've... Uh, I asked this question to a few friends of mine. I said, if you had to choose between losing your sight or your hearing, what would it be? And I said, it'd be my sight. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I've been around long enough, I know what everything looks like pretty much. And mm -hmm. I can appreciate that. But I mean, just being able to hear sounds to me is the most wonderful thing. Yeah, definitely. I probably would agree with you as well. Yeah, at this stage, so. yeah, definitely. I have to be able to hear and listen to music. So as far as you going through the adversities you've gone through, what advice would you give to others who might be living with similar adversities? Okay, well, the uh, main thing is to, um, if you've got a good medical team established, take advantage of it. Um, you also got to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions at any time. You need to surround yourself. You know, we've been talking about frequencies and energy and stuff. You need to surround yourself with like energy. And when I say that, I mean, you want to be around people that are going to uplift you. And you want to be able to have that support. You need to have people that you can talk to. Uh, no matter what the doctors tell you, you got to believe that you're going to make a full recovery or at least be able to do most of the things that you enjoy doing. Because I was told I would never walk again. I was told that I wouldn't live to be, uh, yeah, I wouldn't live to see my next birthday. 
And I remember when the doctor told me I wouldn't walk again, I tried to jump up. I couldn't really jump up, but I had my, I think I had a cane at that time. I kind of like pushed myself up. I'm like, how much do you want to expletive bet? And I stormed out of the office or attempted to storm out the office. I fell down on the floor. Some lady had to pick me up, put me in a wheelchair, wheeled me out to my wife that was waiting in the parking lot for me. And uh, you know, I went home defeated, but I knew that I had it in me because I was just determined. I mean, I've been fighting the odds all my life. And uh, so I checked, I told myself, I'm gonna work on this. I'm gonna do whatever I can. I can remember being in the wheelchair. Um, yeah, I could hardly use my feet at all. I had enough uh, strength in my heels to kind of put my uh, heels on the floor and kind of pull myself a little bit. So I did that. I, I just go back and forth to the front of the house and back to the house. I do that as long as I can stand it. I remember laying there in the chair, just trying to lift my arm up above my head. And each day I try to lift it up more and more. And I could see the increments. It might only be like a half inch one day, but I knew it was higher than it was the next day or the last, previous day. And I remember I set a goal one day. I said, you know, by the end of the week, I'm going to put my hand completely above my head. And my mom came by to check on me. I said, hey, mom, watch this. And I struggled. I was sweating, but I got it up there. And uh, she's like, wow, you couldn't do that. I said, yep, the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get up out this wheelchair. And so, you know, after they started me on some of my treatments, you know, I was able to get the inflammation down and I started going to my physical therapy and my occupational therapy. And uh, I think what really was uh, advantageous for me, I had that background and, uh, you know, training in the gym and all that. And I knew what hard work was. And I never will forget when my um, physical therapist, she said, I want to put you on this ergometer, little arm bike, and I'm mm -hmm. going to set it for three minutes. I need you to do this for three minutes. I need to get some coffee. And I said, I, I can do 10 minutes. And she said, you can do 10? Okay. So she said, I'm coming back in 10 minutes. And so after three, I was dead. But you know what? I told that lady I was going to do it. And so I did it. And she kind of looked at me and she made some notes in the clipboard. She said, if anybody's going to get up and walk again, it's going to be you. Yeah. And so I uh, got to the point where I was able to ambulate on a walker. Uh, did that for about a month. Then I started using the cane. And then one day I left the cane in the store. I didn't have that. So just always believe that you can get back there. It's not going to be comfortable. It's going to be scary. I can remember the first time I had to try to cross a four-lane road with a weight signal. And when it turned walk, I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to make it over here before this 30 seconds elapses. And I found myself in the intersection, and I could see that clock counting down. I wasn't even halfway there, and it's like a 10. <laughs> and, uh, you know, people were being patient, though, and I made it. And uh, just clearing that hurdle did a lot for the mind. Your mind is the most powerful muscle in your body mm -hmm. or organ in your body. I like to call it a muscle. But, um, you know, you are what you think a lot of times. They say that about what you eat. But, I mean, if you think it, we were talking about that whole energy thing. Mm -hmm. If you're going to think that uh, this is all going to be doom and gloom, this is going to kill me, guess what? It's going to take you out. Unfortunately for me, I had young kids I wanted to be around for. Uh, so if I wasn't going to do it for myself, I was going to do it for them. I have an autistic brother that somebody needs to take care of. Once my mom passes away, you know, she's in her 80s now. Hopefully she'll be here for another 20 years. But, you know, every day is a blessing at this point. Yeah. 
And so uh, I was just like, I got work to do. So I just made up my mind that I was gonna do everything I can to fight this. And so you gotta take on like, you know, some of you out there, I know probably had that showdown after school, you know, some of the bullies picking on you, you had to go fight. You know, you gotta muster up all that gumption because that's what it takes. Um, also, you know, the faith, uh, I don't care what your spirituality is, what religion you follow, you, you need to have that in your corner. And um, I strongly advise looking into meditation if you're not practicing it currently. There's all kinds of good videos and resources out there that can introduce you to it. Um, look on Google, you can find people that are teaching it. Um, but you just need to have that time, that me time. We spend our whole life being conditioned to, you know, do for other folks, mm -hmm. to work at somebody else's dream to make them rich while we get a fraction of the money that they get. If you have a passion, you have a dream or desire, pursue it. Because I firmly believe that all of us have a unique contribution to make to this earth. And most of us spend most of our lives trying to figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. Keep your mind open to all possibilities because you never know what it was. I mean, I know my thing was music way back when I was a little kid. But see, my mom, she didn't want me playing the drums, so she made me play the flute. I didn't like playing the flute, so I gave it up and I got out of music. Then when I got into college, <laughs> it got on the radio and uh, one of my friends, uh, Darvin D. Malone, had the first drum machine that I ever saw in my life. And so uh, we started making beats and making music and that's just what really made me feel good. It was like my contribution, but I wasn't a musician. It was a DJ thing. So that same guy talked me into getting back into it just as a hobby. So I bought myself some modern equipment a couple of years ago and really got into it. Now I'm like on three UK radio stations and a local station here in Portland, Oregon, uh, doing my thing. And uh, that's my gift. I know I want to keep giving it to the universe and I know it's going to reward me. So yeah. if you have those, so to summarize what I said, people in your corner, uh, don't take no for an answer from the doctors. Mm -hmm. um, make sure that the people that are around you have like energy. Uh, keep your mind, your eyes open and explore all possibilities and find that way to spend that time with yourself to really figure out what your purpose is here. Yeah. That will keep you here longer than anything. Yes, definitely. And um, also, um, really developing your mindset as well. Something yeah. that you mentioned, mind, knowing that and having that belief, that deep, strong belief that you will be healed and be open to what healing looks like because it may not look like the way you envisioned. Right, because, you know, a uh, perfect example is that I thought I'd be back to 100%, that I'd be playing mm -hmm. basketball again, <laughs> playing tennis. Okay, I can't play basketball and I can't play tennis. I mean, I can shoot from close, but I can't jump. I can't run. What I can do is I can ride my bike. Mm -hmm. And so uh, one of the things I did, one of my biggest accomplishments since getting back on my feet was I completed the Portland Century, which is a 100-mile bike ride. Oh, nice. And I did this, uh, I think it's been about seven or eight summers ago now. Mm -hmm. And, you know... Back in 2002, I was told I wouldn't see 37. I'll be 59 next month. 
Yes, yes. You see why I opened up with saying I'm happy that you're here. You made that choice in the beginning of the um, the interview, because I definitely see that you took you took that mindset, even though you went through so many um, hurdles and obstacles, oh. like things, nothing good. And this is something that I've been taught even from family members, nothing that comes easy to you is worth having. You know, when you work for it and you're able to, you know, overcome obstacles and you have that mindset as you're going to achieve, it's even greater that you appreciate it now. And I'm sure that you appreciate that ability you have now to walk and the fact that you're here and you got to see your kids grow up and all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think about times, uh, you know, I still get caught up in that. Like if I walk by in the park or whatever, and I walk underneath the basketball hoop and I look up, I'll be like, wow. I used to be able to jump up and grab onto that thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now I probably can't get up and touch the net. That's but, all right. But you know, you're able I, to ride a bike. Yeah, you know? I can ride the bike. And uh, like uh, my wife and I, we have a couple of uh, spin bikes here in the garage. And we have the uh, Peloton app, and so we do those. And she's like, I can't believe that I can't keep up with you. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> this is the one thing I can do. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. So, if we get out there and walk, you know, you might leave me a few steps behind, and I got to work like hey to catch up with you. But, you know, I'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, you will get there. So I have to say thank you so much, Clark, coming up, for coming on the show today. And I always ask my guests this at the end of the show. Do you have an, a lasting word that you would like to leave with my audience today? Believe in yourself. Mm. Because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to. Yes, definitely. I have to agree. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure having you on today. And I thank you everyone for listening to this segment of Dropping Gems. We will be right back after a short break. The Rewind Radio Network is taking you back. Taking you back. Have you gotten your copy of Majestic Magazine? Majestic Magazine is a brand new magazine that is powered by the Rewind Network. We will have real stories told by real people and introducing inspirational, feel-good stories, as well as arts, entertainment, and health and lifestyle. So be sure to check out Majestic Magazine. It can be purchased at www.majesticmagazine.online. Majestic Magazine also has a podcast that airs exclusively on the Rewind Network. You can catch our podcast at Apple TV Plus, Fire TV, Roku, Android TV Box, Chromecast, Xbox, PS5, Samsung Smart TV, and you could also download the Rewind app on your iOS or Android devices. 
You don't want to miss the wonderful programming that we have on the Rewind Network. And also, you also want to keep up with new episodes of Majestic Podcasts airing exclusively on the Rewind Network. The Rewind Radio Network, servicing the Poconos and Lehigh Valley. And we are your number one urban classics and Gen X radio station on iHeartRadio. Nuff said. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, to Dropping Gems. I'm your holistic health and wellness educator, Keisha Christian. And I just want to thank you for spending this hour with me today. Also, I want you to make sure that you, next week, you catch Greg Williams' Smooth Jazz that comes on right before my show. So spend your Sunday with us from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Spend your Sunday with us with some high vibrational, relaxing music, you know, with Greg Williams. And then you come over to Dropping Gems where you get some inspirational interviews as well as some high vibrational music. So before I end for today, I would like to share my gem and drop my gem for today. And it's this, your mind is quite powerful. I know some of us are going through um, rough times and um, where a lot of us are going through rough patches in our life, many changes that have happened, especially since the pandemic and we're now in the second year of this um, and just dealing with it and um, going through it. Um, just be mindful that your mind is quite powerful and you can bring healing to yourself. Um, just like today with the interview I had with um, Clark Bozer and the, the disease he's gone through and he's going through, although he now has limitations and his life is different, it's um, a healing that he has received and he is quite appreciative and although unable to live the life he had before his disease, he's still living a full life and know that changes will come, but be appreciative of where you are now and I always believe when you are appreciative of the small blessings when you receive the big ones you are even more so appreciative of them and that all goes with your mindset so beware of your mindset is what I want to say today thank you so much for listening to this episode of dropping gems be sure to follow me on my social media platforms. All of them are at Dropping Gems and my TikTok at Dropping Gems underscore. Also, you want to check out our new magazine. Woo! We have a new magazine called Majestic Magazine. You want to check that out as well as the podcast. Majestic Magazine is available at MajesticMagazine.com online we have merchandise as well as our wonderful publication and i thank you so much once again for spending this hour with me you have a wonderful 
blessed rest of your day morning evening night wherever whenever whatever time you are watching or listening to this remember i love you and you should love you too this is your holistic health and wellness educator keisha christian signing out see you next week dropping gems from keisha christian she's on a mission sharing information knowledge for soul body and mind dropping gems keishagems.com keishagems.com